Thanks for checking out the In and Out Show this week. I am your host, Chris, here with another Fantasy Football Podcast. Week four is already here in the NFL season. We are just about a quarter of the way through the year already. Goes by way too quick. But uh, one of the great things about fantasy football, if you're a fan of a team that's not doing so well, like myself, big fan of the Washington Redskins, nice 0-3. Fantasy football still gives you a reason to be excited about the upcoming week. Except we are playing the Oakland Raiders this week. That is another reason to be optimistic. Hoping the Redskins improve to 1-3. Fantasy football-wise, I'm in two football leagues, which you probably don't care about. But big thanks to Stephen Ridley. Just wanted to give him a shout-out. He's played awesome for me this year. Uh, Big contributor to those two losses. Really appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get started uh, with a rundown of the show. We've got recap of week three. In the NFL, we'll break those down by uh, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends, your good performances and your bad performances. Also, week four, sit them and start them for you. We got uh, some good ones this week and some free agent finds, especially in deeper leagues around this time of the year. Just about everybody's gone. We got some guys who are owned in less than 20% of ESPN leagues that could help your roster a few, possibly this week. A uh, majority of them more so down the road. But uh, real quick, as it's Friday, didn't get the podcast done in time for your Thursday night matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the St. Louis Rams. San Francisco easily handling the St. Louis Rams, especially in the second half. Your highest scorer or biggest performer was Frank Gore, who had a breakout game with 153 rush yards and a touchdown. Colin Kaepernick, Got a little bit back on track with 167 yards, but two touchdowns through the air. One of those coming to Vernon Davis, the guy who was questionable. If you did start Vernon Vernon Davis, you at least got a touchdown out of him this week. But um, we'll start off now with the recap of week three. Some of your goods from the quarterback position uh, with an ESPN standard point league scoring. That's the the, uh, number we'll go by. 31 points for Drew Brees on 342 pass yards, three passing touchdowns and an interception, but uh, kind of a rare stat for Drew Brees is 21 rush yards for a touchdown. That's something you'll get out of him on a consistent basis. So he got you a total of four touchdowns and again, 31 points. Big week for Drew Brees owners. Second quarterback, Cam Newton, 223 pass yards, three touchdowns, but 45 rush yards. And a rushing touchdown. He also did throw one interception. He finished with 28 points. Jake Locker, 27 points. Kind of a surprise. 
guy who hasn't really thrown for a ton of passes uh, or passing yards this season, but he did get the 299 pass yards, could not get that 300-yard mark for you. Nothing more frustrating, especially if you get bonuses for hitting certain milestones, 300 yards being a common one among, among quarterbacks. But he only got you one pass touchdown, but no picks, but 68 rushing yards with one touchdown. He got you 27 fantasy points. Uh, fourth, we got Peyton Manning. Guy's been in the top five basically every week. He finished with 374 pass yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. But he did have a fumble, so he finished with 24 points. Another strong performance from Peyton Manning. And Geno Smith, uh, 24 points as well, 331 pass yards. Big touchdown pass to wide receiver Stephen Hill in that game. And Santonio Holmes as well. Uh, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions, 14 rush yards for a rushing touchdown. Starting to doubt the fact that Holmes and Hill each had the touchdown last week. I'm pretty sure just seems unlikely for two big plays from the Jets offensively. Might have to double-check that one. But those are his stats. Good performance from Geno Smith, a guy most people probably aren't starting or even have on their roster. Geno Smith still not owned in very many uh, ESPN fantasy football leagues, according to the own percentage. Uh, the bad, Eli Manning struggling, just like the New York Giants as a whole. 119 pass yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and 14 rush yards. He finished with a whopping 300 points. Carson Palmer. 187 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks, three fantasy points as well. And Colin Kaepernick in his week three performance, four fantasy points on 150 passing yards, no touchdowns, one interception and 20 rush yards, and a fumble. Chad Henney, bottom five as usual, five fantasy points, 235 pass yards, zero touchdowns, two great interceptions, and five rush yards. And Matt Schwab, surprising, only five fantasy points last week. Uh, he lost Andre Johnson for two consecutive weeks. He Andre Johnson left the game. He had 194, 194 pass yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Running backs, we'll get to those. Uh, DeMarco Murray had 25 fantasy points last week. Had a huge monster week, 175 rush yards for Dallas with a rushing touchdown. Three catches for 28 yards. Jamal Charles had 23 fantasy points. 92 rushing yards on one touchdown and one touchdown. Uh, seven receptions for 80 yards, though. So if you were in a PPR league and you had Jamal Charles, add another seven points to that. LaShawn McCoy had 158 yards. He's had a great year so far. One rushing touchdown as well. Finished with 21 points. And Joik, Jock, however you say it, Bell, 63 rush yards, a rushing touchdown. Four catches for 69 yards for 18 points as Reggie Bush sat out against the dreadful Washington Redskins. Uh, let's see. Some other guys that finished at 16 points. Uh, Jason Snelling uh, picking up for Steven Jackson in Atlanta. Maude Bradshaw played great last week as Trent Richardson still gets acclimated into the Indianapolis Colts offense. Matt Forte and rookie Jonathan Franklin, who was filling in for an injured James Starks, who Starks was filling in for an injured... Uh, Eddie Lacy still off that concussion. Again, they all finished with 16 fantasy points. The bad, we got some bad, bad, bad performances by guys. You Three of these you probably took in the top 15 of your draft. C.J. Spiller, who did leave the game injured, finished with zero points on just nine rushing yards, one reception for one yard. Uh, he left with a thigh injury. 
He may be back this week, but uh, Fred Jackson played pretty well, so I don't think they're in any rush to get C.J. Spiller back uh, as their main go-to guy. Chris Ivory, zero points on five rush yards. He left with a hamstring. He also left with an injury. Uh, David Wilson, whopping three points. David Wilson has played terrible this year. Only 39 rush yards last week. And Stephen Ridley, guy I am killing my fantasy football team. He finished with 35 rush yards and one reception for eight yards with only three points. Uh, Brandon Bolden and LeGarrette Blount both had more fantasy points than Stephen Ridley last week. It's awesome. Richard Mendenhall had three fantasy points on just 29 rush yards and one reception for 12 yards. Wide receivers, we got Anquan, or not, Antonio Brown. I want to say Anquan Bolden. I saw that AB, but it's actually Antonio Brown. Surprising. Nine catches for 196 yards and two rec- receiving touchdowns. He finished with 31 points. First week back in action from the suspension, Josh Gordon had 10 catches for 146 yards and a touchdown. He got you 22. Santonio Holmes, he did have a touchdown. Five catches for 154 yards, one touchdown. He got you 21. Sidney Rice had five for 79 for two touchdowns, 19 points, and Eric Decker finally had a big week in Denver with eight catches for 133 yards, one touchdown. He got you 19 as well. The bad and Harry Douglas guy, probably not most people start, but had some decent fantasy weeks, and with Roddy White being injured, people were hoping he could step up and, and fill in, have a decent game, which he did not. One catch for only nine yards and a fumble. He got you negative two points. I imagine that probably warranted a release from your fantasy football roster, which I can't blame you. He's not really a guy that's going to do much for your fantasy football team, uh, even with uh, Roddy White being injured. Marlon Brown, receiver for Baltimore guy, has been filling in for Jacoby Jones, who recently got busted over the head with a, I believe it was a champagne bottle by a stripper. Marlon Brown should still be the starter for a little while in Baltimore. He only had two catches for six receiving yards. He had a touchdown in each of his first two games. That's why I even mentioned him. But a guy I wouldn't give up on yet, even though he had zero points. Still keep him on your fantasy football roster if you have a spot. Uh, Dwayne Bowe and Akeem Nix both had zero fantasy points. Uh, Akeem Nix didn't even have a catch. I'm not even sure if he had a target. And Dwayne Bowe only had one catch for Four yards. And T.Y. Hilton, the guy everybody was big on this year, had a big week, uh, I believe it was last week, but uh, much like his week one performance, not very much. Only had two catches for 13 receiving yards, one fantasy point. Tight ends, Jimmy Graham, nine catches, 134 yards, two touchdowns. This is a guy who really should go in the top ten of a fantasy football draft. All he does is catch touchdowns from Drew Brees. Uh, expect performances like that from him all year long, as long as he's healthy. He had 25 points in. Jordan Cameron, Cleveland, tight end, I mentioned earlier in the show, he had 24 points on six catches for 66 yards and three touchdowns. And this all came from backup quarterback, I believe it's Brian Hoyer, as Brandon Whedon is injured. Hoyer most likely to start again in week four. Uh, Scott Chandler, guy who's kind of hit or miss with Buffalo, he had five catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. He got you 13. And Zach Miller had a big two catches for five receiving yards. 
with two touchdowns. And that was because he played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Antonio Gates got you five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown with 11 points. Pretty much a typical Antonio Gates performance there. The bad. Tyler, and I still don't know if it's effort or Eifert. I've heard it pronounced both ways. He got you zero points. Uh, along with fellow tight end Jermaine Gresham, he got you zero points as well. Eifert had one catch for seven yards. Gresham had four catches for 21 yards, but a fumble brought him back down to zero. Actually, all these guys that I have on this list is zero. Brandon Pettigrew had zero catches, and that came against the Washington Redskins. So if you can't get a catch against the Redskins, you got some issues. Uh, Jermichael Finley for Green Bay, he left with a concussion, so he did not produce any stats at all. And Kellen Winslow, a guy who's been playing pretty well uh, for the New York Jets, he got you zero catches, receiving yards, zero everything. That is a recap of your good and bad performances for week three. We'll go ahead and now get into your week four cinnamon stardoms. Start with the quarterback, and I'm starting with RG3 playing in Oakland. He's thrown for over 300 yards in each game this year. I don't know if this is going to be RG3's breakout game like everybody's saying, but uh, he doesn't even have to have a breakout game to still put up good numbers. As he's done this this year, I'm not expecting a monster game from him, but um, he's a guy who, if he's on your roster, you should definitely start this week as he should probably get you around that 16-20 to 20 point performance. Uh, Tony Romo, second on my list. Playing San Diego has given up more fantasy points to quarterbacks than any other team this year. So many weapons on that roster. DeMarco Murray had a huge week last week. I imagine San Diego San Diego is going to try and stop him and make Tony Romo beat them, which he is certainly capable of with Des Bryant and Jason Wooden. Miles Austin may not be playing. I believe he is bothered by hamstring injury. Um, but even still, Tony Romo should be a start for you this week if he's on your roster. I know a lot of people... Have him as a backup. He's a damn good backup. A guy you're going to want to start time, from time to time. And this is one of those weeks. Matt Stafford. Uh, he's thrown for at least 275 yards and two touchdowns in every game so far this year. He gets Reggie Bush back this week. Reggie Bush, a guy who's not really going to get you 25 carries, but a guy who's going to get you uh, five to eight catches. So um, expect a big week from Matt Stafford. He's got a tougher opponent in the Bears, but I still like Matt Stafford in week four. Quarterbacks to sit, Matt Schwab is the first guy. Tough matchup against Seattle, and he may not even have a healthy Andre Johnson. He only threw for 194 yards last week with zero touchdowns and one interception against Baltimore. I'd stay away from Matt Schwab until you know uh, Andre Johnson is 100%. And a much better matchup, of course. Eli Manning. Manning's thrown more picks than TDs uh, so far this year, and he'll have a pretty tough matchup himself against a much-improved Kansas City football team. Uh, pretty good defense up in Kansas City. Stay away from Eli Manning and just about everybody on that New York Giants team until uh, they get that offense back and going, which I'm sure they will, but I don't think it's going to happen this week. Carson Palmer, my third guy, coming off a 187-yard performance with zero TDs and two interceptions, playing Darrell Revis in Tampa Bay, and he's really got no pass protection, and Tampa Bay is top five in the league in sacks. Expect a bad, bad week for Carson Palmer and these Arizona Cardinals offensively in the passing game. Uh, running backs to start. Darren McFadden playing a poor defense in Washington. Probably no Terrell Pryor, although reports have just came out that I think, believe he was medically cleared to play. 
but I believe I'm going to go with Matt Flynn this week and see what he can do until they're 100% sure on Terrell Pryor. But uh, McFadden should look to have to carry the load this week. Expect him to get a ton of touches. Trent Richardson, a guy you definitely want to start this week. Some people are saying stay away. Ahmad Bradshaw just reported he has been ruled out this week with a neck injury. Don't know how far along Trent Richardson is in grasping the offense as this is really only a second week there. But uh, still a guy I'm going to start for sure. Who is their man? To be honest, I forget who the Colts are playing this week. I'll have to double-check that for you guys. Uh, DeMarco Murray, uh, my third start, coming off a huge week last week. He's got a great matchup against San Diego, who ranks in the bottom five in the league in rush defense. I'm sure they're going to focus on him, but uh, DeMarco Murray still going to get his against San Diego. Guy, you're definitely going to want to start. I imagine that whole Dallas Cowboys team is probably going to put up Good fantasy points for you this week. Running backs to sit. Steven Ridley, guy I'm going to suggest sitting from here on out until he proves otherwise. Falcons, especially the Falcons this week, though. They're top five against the run. And, uh, he can, again, he continues to lose touches, as I mentioned earlier, to uh, other running backs. And that's not even with Shane Vereen there. He's losing touches to third and fourth string running backs. Um, number two, David Wilson. Hasn't scored more than three fantasy points all year, shockingly. And um, tough matchup against Kansas City. Not starting David Wilson. And C.J. Spiller is coming off an injury. Took him out of the game last week. Playing good defense in Baltimore. And he's, uh, he's losing touches to uh, Fred Jackson, who's played pretty well. So wouldn't expect Buffalo to make him a ginormous part of their offense this week. I'm sure they're going to look to rely on Fred Jackson a little bit. I'll imagine at best... C.J. Spiller is going to be looking to split carries, but I would think it's going to be more of a Fred Jackson show this week. Wide receivers to start. Torrey Smith, a guy who's yet to score a touchdown this year, but Buffalo is uh, will be his opponent this week, and they gave up big plays last week to the Jets um, with Santonio Holmes. And, yeah, it was Stephen Hill. Both those guys, yep, that was, that's correct. They both had two long touchdown passes last, last, uh, last week. Smith has had at least eight fantasy points in every game this year. No Jacoby Jones. Smith is really the only option they have right now at the receiver core. Um, get him in your lineup this week. Wes Welker playing a bad Eagles secondary. And Welker has scored in every game this year. He's a must start. And Kimbrell Tompkins, guy who had two touchdowns last week. Gronk probably going to be back this week. But again, should be more of a passing attack from New England as they're not having a ton of success in their running game. And... Could be a high-scoring game as both teams like to air the football out. Though Steven Jackson on the land, they'll be looking to throw the ball a lot. So Kimbrell Tompkins, don't know if he'll get two touchdowns again this week, but I could easily see him getting 80 yards on a touchdown score. Wide receivers to sit. I'm sitting Andre Johnson. He's battling the shin injury. Has a tough matchup against Seattle. Past two weeks, he has yet to finish a game. Uh, Roddy White. Uh, wait to play him until he proves that, that he's healthy himself. Um, he's yet to catch more than three passes in the game this year and even eclipsed a 25-yard receiving mark. Uh, he'll be facing, again, that New England team. And Mike Williams, who is questionable, they have a new QB change in uh, Tampa Bay as Josh Freeman gets, this, gets the bench, and they're playing a pretty good secondary in Arizona. Tight ends. Starting Jordan Cameron, he's basically a must-start every week. 
uh, regardless of who his quarterback is. Um, last week he had a monster week, three passing touchdowns, um, and that was with Josh Gordon coming back who got a ton of targets himself. Um, I believe Hoyer is starting again this week. He's a uh, guy who filled in for Whedon last week. Who th- tossed those three TDs to Cameron. Uh, expect another big week from Cameron, probably not three TDs, but uh, he's going to continue to get a ton of targets and seem to find the end zone quite a bit this year. He should find it again this week as well. Uh, Kobe Flinner's got a good matchup against Jacksonville, who gave up two touchdown passes last week to Zach Miller, which were his only two passing touch or two catches of the day. And Gronkowski, supposed to be back this week. He's still listed as questionable, but it looks like he is going to play. Uh, he's not, they're not getting much production out of, out of their uh, backup tight ends, that's for sure. And this has really been New England's first real test this year, I'd say. So uh, I'd imagine they want to get Gronk out there and pick up this W. Tight ends just hit Brandon Myers. Again, one of those... Another player on that New York Giants football team. I'm sitting until they get that whole situation figured out up there on offense. And he's playing the Chiefs, who is not who haven't allowed a touchdown pass to a tight end all season. So uh, stay away from him. Zach Miller, he took advantage of Jacksonville last week with those two TDs that I mentioned a moment ago. But don't expect a repeat performance, especially against the Houston Texans. And third, Owen Daniels playing his Seattle team who has played well against tight ends. Uh, they did a great job against Greg Olson and Vernon Davis when they played them uh, this year. Staying away from Owen Daniels. Um, we'll finish the show. A real short show for you this week. Right down to the point with some free agent finds. Uh, quarterbacks, if you're desperate, 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 uh, Mike Glennon is getting, getting the start this week, and he's probably going to be the starter for the rest of the year in Tampa Bay. Uh, third round pick. He is a rookie, and he will be playing Arizona. He is owned in only 0.5 percent of ESPN fantasy football leagues. Uh, Brian Hoyer. He will be playing Cincinnati. He's only owned in one percent. And last week in his first start for Cleveland, he threw for 321 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, that was against Minnesota. Geno Smith, who's had a decent year so far, especially last week where he threw for 331 yards. Two, TD, two TDs and two interceptions. That was against Buffalo. He'll be playing the Tennessee Titans this week, and he is owned in only 5.1%. If, you, if your backup is struggling, depending on who your backup is, obviously, but Geno Smith is a viable backup. If you're thinking about making a change at your backup quarterback position and he's there, not a bad option. Running backs. There's not really any guys that are going to make a huge significant impact on your fantasy football roster this week or for the foreseeable future. But Jonathan Stewart is only owned in 1.9% of ESPN leagues. They say he looks pretty good. He's on pace to return as soon as he's eligible in Week 7. And people are going to grab him, I imagine, very soon, probably especially after this week as Week 7 is fast approaching. If he's there and you have an IR spot, it's a no-brainer. If you're not using that IR spot... But if you can afford to give up a player that you've got some depth at, and you, and if you need some running backs, grab Jonathan Stewart. Brandon Bolden, he will be playing at Atlanta. He's only owned in 5.4%. He had three carries last week, but went for 51 yards. And again, the Pats aren't in love with Stephen Ridley by any means. 
So expect Baldwin to get more run. Uh, Danny Woodhead, who is third most targets of all running backs in, in the receiving game this year, and he's only owned in 14.5%. They'll be playing Dallas this week. This is a guy you could start this week, especially if you're in a PPR, PPR league and you are in desperate help or need of a running back. Wide receivers. There's several wide receivers out there. I just picked out three. Robert Meacham, he'll be playing Miami. He's only owned in 0.6% leagues. He had two catches for 34 yards in the touchdown last week. Meacham, a guy who was in New Orleans, uh, came back after a short uh, bad stint in San Diego. He's a guy, I don't know how big of an impact he's going to be or how consistent he'll be involved in, I should say, this New Orleans passing game. If you have a spot. You don't know, though. I mean, it's, he's worth a pickup. You don't know how involved he's going to be. He could become a big part of this offense because, is it Nick Toon, I believe? Is the, one of the guys ahead of him? And he hasn't been doing much of anything. Robert Meacham, I don't know if he'll become the number two wide receiver in New Orleans, but he could get enough looks as the number two wide receiver in New Orleans. Pass-heavy team. Wouldn't shock me if Meacham had a touch. Uh, Seven, eight touchdowns this year. Wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. He'll be playing Cleveland this this week. He's only owned in 1.3% of ESPN leagues. He's getting more involved in the passing game every week. Um, he's got a total of 13 catches in three games already. He's yet to find the end zone. Big, strong receiver, fast receiver um, He uh, in the slot. He will put up fantasy points this year. I uh, Probably not going to be a consistent starter for you, but if you need a guy to plug in, you got nobody, you need at least six, seven points, he's definitely capable of getting that for you, especially against Cleveland. And uh, Stephen Hill uh, plays Tennessee this week. He's only on 3.9% of fantasy football leagues. He had seven catches for 194 yards last week in a touchdown, or no, seven catches for 194 yards in a touchdown this past two weeks combined. Santonio Holmes back is only helping him. Uh, he's been real deep threat. They've really kind of kept an eye on him as Santonio Holmes has been uh, uh, unable to return. But now that Holmes is back, it's definitely opening it up for Stephen Hill to get some of those big opportunities down the field. And Geno Smith does have an arm. Stephen Hill is a guy you definitely want to get on your, your roster if you have a spot because um, he is a guy you can start uh, if you are in need. Uh, tight ends. Zach Miller, uh, he only had only owned in 11.5% of leagues. He had two touchdowns last week. Again, those were against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it is a good sign that he is getting open in the in the end zone. And being that he had two touchdowns last week, regardless of who it was against, expect for them to at least look his way from time to time this year. Kobe Fleener, this is a guy. If he's out there, you, he is a must grab, especially if you need depth at the tight end. And this week against Jacksonville is a guy who could really start for you this week. He's only owned in 18% of the leagues. He's got no Dwayne Allen to worry about. Uh, got, you know, again, a teammate of Andrew Luck, as most people know. Kind of been inconsistent throughout his career so far. But over the course of this year, I expect uh, Kobe Flynn to really establish himself as that top tight end in Indianapolis and have a pretty solid year. Uh, third, Heath Miller came back last week. Uh, didn't see a ton of action coming back from that ACL surgery. Uh, should be more involved this week with Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh team that's struggling on offense. I would imagine 
that Heath Miller being a reliable target of, of Ben Roethlisberger, that he's going to look his way uh, quite a bit um, as the season goes on. And that is about it for the Fantasy Football Podcast for you this week. Uh, real quick show. Uh, typically, they will be just trying to get you right down to the point. Um, make sure to uh, keep up with some of the guys with injuries. Um, a lot of them will probably be, probably be game-time decisions with uh, Andre Johnson, uh, one of the bigger guys to keep an eye on, some running backs, uh, C.J. Spiller, guy you want to keep an eye on, Reggie Bush, guy you want to keep an eye on. Um, so definitely keep up with your injury reports. And uh, best of luck to your week four uh, fantasy football. And we will be back next week for week five in the NFL. Take care.